to another episode of Daily Feasting on the Words of Christ, helping disciples of Jesus Christ to engage with the Book of Mormon on a deeper, more personal level. Today we are in pages 145 to 150, starting out in the Book of Mosiah and talking about King Benjamin and his well-known address to the people of the land. Some things that I wanted to uh, talk about today, starting out in chapter 1 of the book of Mosiah. He talks a lot about how the scriptures help them to remember to keep the commandments. And that if they didn't have the records that they Lehi would not have remembered all of them to have taught them to his children. And then if they couldn't keep the commandments, then, like, if Lehi didn't remember all the commandments, then how could he teach his children to keep all the commandments? And if they couldn't keep all the commandments, then how can they receive all the blessings that the Lord has for them? Right? They would have dwindled in unbelief. Or if they had been taught them, they would not believe them because of what they had been taught. And so King Benjamin is teaching his sons how important these records are because he's handing them down to them. He kept the records and now he wants his sons to keep the records. He wants to understand how important they are and, and how much work they've, they need to do in order to preserve them. And so King Benjamin is telling them how important it is to have records and to remember the commandments. And he says, And now, my sons, I would that ye should remember to search them diligently, that ye may profit thereby. And I would that ye should keep the commandments of God, that ye may prosper in the land according to the promises which the Lord made unto our fathers. And, I, and that's a reason that all of us can be reading the scriptures, is to keep the commandments of God so that we can prosper in our lives. Without the scriptures, like, what if we didn't have the Book of Mormon? That's, oh, sorry. That's what President Nelson talked about in his 2017 October address. What would your life be like without the Book of Mormon? What would you not know? What would you not understand? Right, without these records, we may not know all the commandments we would have to keep because as we learned back with Nephi's vision, a lot of things were taken out of the Bible. So even though we would have had some records, we wouldn't have had all the commandments. And therefore, if we couldn't keep all the commandments, then we would not be able to prosper, but we would stumble and fall. And so, I think we can take King Benjamin's advice to his sons to heart, to take care of the scriptures, to preserve them in our hearts, to study them diligently, to keep for the purpose of knowing the commandments 
and striving to keep them. I mean, that's kind of what we're doing during this podcast, during this season, is looking at the covenants the Lord has made with the house of Israel, right? In a way, that means we're looking at what not only the Lord will do for us, but what we promised we would do for him. Keeping our covenants is a commandment. And it is vital for us to keep the commandments if we wish to prosper. And that promise is very important to King Benjamin. He talks about it a lot. And he says that he wants to talk to the people about it. That he wants to gather them all and talk to them. And he says that, you know, he... And he wants his sons to understand that he wants to give them a name. A special name. Because... They have been a people highly favored of the Lord. And it is a name that will never be taken away unless it is by transgression. And if they become a wicked and adulterous people that the Lord will deliver them up, that thereby they become weak like unto their brethren. And he will no more preserve them by his matchless and marvelous power as he has hitherto preserved our fathers. I don't know why, but the phrase become a wicked and an adulterous people kind of caught my mind a little bit because I thought about it. I'm like, what is it specifically about the commandment? Do you not keep adultery? That's so, that is the like, you know, I mean, he says that the people are wicked, meaning that they choose not to keep the commandments, though they know them, right? The, the Nephites have these records, and they've been taught from them. So they know the commandments. If they become wicked, it means they're not keeping the commandments, even though they know what they are. So if wickedness encompasses the idea that they, keep, they don't keep any of the commandments, then why specifically mention adultery? Well, then I had a thought that he's actually, maybe, he's not actually talking about adultery specifically, but what he's saying is a people who had been following the Lord, made commitments to him, right? If you think about it, when a man and a woman get married, they make commitments to each other to be faithful to each other. When we make covenants with the Lord, we make commitments to be faithful. When we don't keep our covenants, we are also not keeping our commitments to God and then are hanging out with the devil. So in a sense, it'd be like either the man or the woman not keeping her commitment to her, keeping their commitment to their spouse and hanging out with someone else. So it's kind of like a metaphor for people who loved God and then chose to love Satan after making promises to God. 
it's a metaphor. And that when the people do that, when they choose to not keep the commandments and to love God no more, that the name that he will, that King Benjamin is going to give them will be blotted out and then God can preserve them no more and they will become victims to the Lamanites. And so we can see that King Benjamin, his entire thought process is centered around this promise of if you keep the commandments, you'll prosper. If you don't keep the commandments, you will not prosper. And he wants to teach his sons how important that is. And he wants to teach the people how important that is. And so he wants to gather them all together so he can tell them all at once and just teach them and help them to gain perspective on life and on the gospel and gospel living. And so that's where King Benjamin begins in chapter two. The people come and you can tell that they're, you know, they follow the commandments. They're pretty righteous people because they're bringing burnt offerings. And King Benjamin begins his speech and he says, I have not commanded you to come up hither to trifle with the words, but that you should hearken unto me and open your ears that you may hear and your hearts that you may understand and your minds that the mysteries of God may be unfolded to your view. King Benjamin is taking this very seriously. Even though the people have probably heard about this promise thousands of times beforehand already. This promise is so important to their spiritual and physical well-being that King Benjamin is not concerned with the fact that they've already heard this before. Like this, this is life or death to King Benjamin. And therefore he wants his people to understand that this is life and death. And he begins talking about how, how he served them while he's been king. And he explains that's not to boast, but it's to help them see how they should live their lives. King Benjamin is trying to be an example to his people for how to live the gospel. Because he says, you know, I tell you about these things that I've done for you. I tell you about the service I've rendered you so that you can learn wisdom. That when you are in the service of your fellow beings, you are only in the service of your God. Right? That this life is about serving our Heavenly Father, which means serving each other helping one another. It's not to gain riches because King Benjamin has not sought that since he's been king. It's not to gain power or control because he hasn't sought that while he's been king. What does he strive to do? He strive to serve the people. That's what this life is all about, is to serve one another, to help one another, to love God and to love our neighbor as ourselves. Right? Christ said that on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. And King Benjamin further gives him perspective by saying, and if I'm a king and I've spent my day serving you, then what does that mean for you? You know, a king is a stature of power so much so that generally they are thought to be the ones given, like, People serve kings, right? Kings get to 
have servants who feed them and clothe them and take care of the castle and the king just gets to you know make the laws and you know do or do the cushy job depending on how peaceful or not peaceful it is and like you know with wicked kings they're there just to get money and nice clothes and things like that but to him he's like and if I've been a king but I've been serving you how much more do you need do you think you need to spend your days in service Like, we all should be serving one another. And if I have merited any thanks from you, then how much thanks should you give to your heavenly king? Right? He has, and he goes on to list everything that God has done for, done for them. He's preserved them, prospered them. He created them. He supports them day by day. He lends them breath. Everything we do, everything we have, is from God. And if we were to serve him with our whole souls, we would still be unprofitable servants. And he explains, the Lord told us to keep the commandments. We keep the commandments and then he blesses us and now we're in debt. Right? He, we're in debt before because he created us and gave us life. And so God asks that we keep his commandments when we do, he immediately blesses us. Therefore, we're in debt again. We're always going to be in debt to God. And that's why we'll always be unprofitable servants. Is because there's no way we can catch up. God loves giving us blessings so much that there's no way that any of us could catch up. And not be in debt to God anymore. And, you know, if we're all in debt to God, then what do we have to boast of? We are even less than the dust of the earth. And that if even a king is an indebted servant to God, then... You know, how could any one person be better than another? They're not. No one is better than another person. We all were created from the dust of the earth and yet are all less than the dust of the earth. We are all in debt to God and will always be in debt to God. So the fact that we can even be prideful is ridiculous because what is there to be prideful about we are all indebted servants we are all in debt to god and all of us are less than the dust of the earth this is not about money or clothes this is this is about serving each other and helping each other And King Benjamin is wanting them to see that keeping the commandments are very important. And so he warns the people about 
you know, don't let contentions arise among you. Don't obey the evil spirit. And he says that those who obey the evil spirit, they remaineth and dieth in their sins, and they drink damnation to their own souls, and they will receive an everlasting punishment. You know, if you don't keep the commandments, then God's spirit will withdraw, and you will be out in open rebellion against God. And because the spirit does not dwell in unholy temples, it will leave a vacancy and the evil spirit will come and sway your heart. He's very, very concerned about people keeping the commandments and helping them to see with a clear perspective where they are before God, that they are indebted to him, that they are less than the dust of the earth. That they need to keep the commandments so that they can prosper because otherwise they will not have God's spirit to be with them. And if they do not have God's spirit to be with them, then they have the devil's spirit with them. It is one or the other. And who do you want to live in your tabernacle, this, this body? Do you want the Holy Ghost with you or do you want the devil with you, talking with you all the time? And that is determined by the choices we make. If we choose to keep the commandments, then we are inviting the Holy Spirit to be with us. If we choose to rebel against God and not keep the commandments, then we invite the, whole, the evil spirit to be with us. And he will lead us into captivity and death and sin and everlasting punishment. King Benjamin does not want this to happen to his people. And he wants to make sure that he is helping them to see very clearly their position so that they can make a clear choice. He wants them to understand where they are before God so that they can use their agency properly in order to follow God and to keep his commandments. And that also can help us to see ourselves clearly. We can see that we too are indebted to God because he gave us life. Everything you have, just look around the room that you're in. Or maybe, you know, if you're outside or in a car or something, just, just look around. Everything you have is because God gave it to you. I mean, even if you bought it with your own money, that money came from God because he gave you the opportunity to have work and that work gave you that amount of money and you were blessed with that amount of money and you were able to buy those things. Everything you have is from God. Everything. And he can give and take it away at a moment's notice because it is his. We are indebted to God, always. No matter how hard we and strict we keep the commandments, we will always be indebted to God. 
There's no way around it. Because every time we keep the commandments, God is going to bless us again. Because he promised he would prosper us. And so every day we can be grateful for what we have. And we can serve those around us because not one of us is better than the other. All of us can help each other, support one another. And now, as long as we keep the commandments, we don't need to worry. There is a saying a friend uh, shared with me a couple days ago. He says, worry is like a rocking chair. It keeps you busy and doesn't take you anywhere. Now, we don't need to worry because God's got us. And if we're worrying, then we're not moving forward, which is the way to God. Worry keeps us in place. It demotivates us from keeping commandments and from going about doing good. You know, if we keep the commandments, there's no need to worry about anything because God will prosper us regardless of what happens. So we can get up, up out of our rocking chair, put on our shoes, and start walking. Now, I, I hope you, you gain something from this episode or something from your personal study and if you have or even if you think you haven't just start recording some thoughts I've noticed that sometimes when I think I haven't gained anything and yet I start writing down some ideas that I did receive that the more I write the more that comes to me and so you know whatever thoughts came to mind Write them down. And as you continue writing, more thoughts will probably come. And so please record any thoughts and impressions you receive during this episode or during your personal study. Whether or not they're similar or completely different to anything that I've said doesn't matter. Because personal revelation is personal to you. And whatever God needs to tell you is it whatever God wants you to hear. And I ask that you share this episode with those around you, that they may be benefited from this as well. And, you know, I'd love to hear any insights that y'all are receiving from the scriptures. Just share them with me on the Facebook page, Daily Feasting on the Words of Christ. And, you know, I just want y'all to know God loves you. And y'all are awesome. 
always. I think we don't realize how cool we are. Just, we are... Because... How do I put these thoughts into English? We are children of God. We are a child of God. And though we are less than the dust of the earth, how much God loves us. Right? It's, it's very interesting perspectives that King Benjamin had to be like, we are less than the dust of the earth. And yet to also know that we are children of God and to know that we are capable of great and amazing things. I don't know. I find that interesting. Kind of, they seem opposite in a way, but I don't know that they are. Anyway, I'll leave that that thought with y'all to kind of see what the Spirit speaks to your mind and hearts, but I know that even though we are less than the dust of the earth, that I still believe that God loves us very much. And that He has a plan for us, and I believe that we are capable of great and amazing things. Every single one of us, no matter what we have done already in our lives, we can do amazing things. So, go and do, my friends, and I'll talk to you later.